Welcome to the same hat podcast where me and Christian are wearing <laughs> the same hat. You can't see us because this is a medium of audio. This is a listening media, not a watching media. There we go. There we. He's got the words. Anyway, me and Christian are wearing the same hat. Mike's not wearing any hat like a loser. Yeah, I'm not a hat guy. Yeah. Anyway, this is the Underground Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Federighi. I just told you who's here. Those are my co-hosts. <laughs> Christian's got a hat. Mike doesn't. We're all up to speed here. But we have a very special guest today. Nobody, nobody's going to ask me. Who's the special, special guest? guest? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you see, every time we do you this. You guys run a tight ship over here. Damn it. I hate, <laughs> I hate you guys both. Anytime we have like one of these long recording days, it's like they just don't pick up on what I'm trying to like. Someone say something. Well, it's funny. You think that's what it is, but really, it's just like I love messing with you on the intros. I every can't single time. Stand you. We're not going to talk about Sweden. We're going to talk about music. All right. And it's Brazil. Maybe Brazil today. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Anyway, today's guest is Jillian of Hi Ho. What up? Hi. Hello. Welcome to me. We definitely run a tight ship here. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> I feel very welcomed by what? myself to be here. <laughs> Welcome to the last ever episode of the <laughs> Underground Sessions. <laughs> okay. All right, two minutes in and we've already canceled the show. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, our our, uh, our recording session almost got canceled with a wonderful blip by the, the lights. Oh, my God. Yeah, we I had a, a, one of our fluorescent lights in the studio. The station's haunted. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For sure. No, for sure. Um, but anyway, it exploded. Uh, mid. So, yeah, you'll see in the videos it'll be someone <laughs> <laughs> looks like someone didn't turn their flash off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely looks like there's some paparazzi. It's a little special effect. Those are just yeah. I keep I keep you know one person taking. We did that on purpose. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> add some flair to the video and some unpredictability. Because that's what we like to do: just throw out random obstacles that people that are performing. <laughs> Basically, you know, uh, fuck quality. It's all about quantity. We're all about keeping the artists on their toes here at the Underground <laughs> Next week, Dylan's throwing dodgeballs. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Just some D-cell batteries getting whipped out from behind <laughs> the boards. <laughs> some music. Music. Anyway, um, talk to us a little bit about your project. Tell us how you got started. What's what's the uh, the what's background? What's you know? my story, man? What's the yeah. story? Tell what's us the be- from the beginning. You know. Okay. Well, um, my name is Jillian. So hi ho is uh, kind of like a moniker for whatever I do musically from now on because I was uh, in a band in Chicago called Turn Spit, and hi ho was like my little solo operation while that was. Um, taking over like most of my life and we did some pretty cool stuff in turn spit um we got to play riot fest we opened for alkaline trio and rise against and the lawrence arms and we were like doing cool shit for a while and then everything imploded internally um and we had our last show in june of 2019 and then i decided i took like a little bit of time to like lick my wounds and figure out what i was gonna do next 
And so I decided to just have Hi-Ho become like a full band operation. And today you got a sense of my like solo acoustic stuff like For what sure. I had previously done. But um, the full band experience is very different. Um, it's kind of like, a, I don't know, heavy, moody, melodic, kind of like teensy little bit of shoegaze, but not a ton, um, but like still rooted in like punk rock, rock and roll, whatever. Um but, yeah, so th- we are hoping to be recording music full band and have, like, some singles out in 2022. Um, and we have, like, one demo that I released in 2020 because that was the other thing. We were going to hit the ground running. We demoed in March 2020, and then everything fell apart. So. And then one day after you recorded, yeah, yeah when the yeah. entire I mean, world shut like down. The, the weekend before, it was March 9th. Um, so me and Mike feel your pain because we went to go to a concert on like what, like March 3rd or something like that. And we walked up and they had the door on the sign at the Metro. They had just like a sign that's, yeah, sorry, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was a surprise because it was like one of the first things that we started to notice when it was like that, the progression of what it is now. We were going to go see the glorious sons and somebody else. Yeah, I don't remember who they were playing with, but did they cancel the, the band? Canceled the, the show. Ba- we literally there was nothing online or anything though. We literally drove all the way to Metro, wow. walked up, found parking, walked to the front door, and there was a sign on the front door that just said sign. And then we looked at their Instagram, and then it was like no 15 show. minutes later or 15 minutes ago, oh, no, they pasted yeah. posted something, and you're like, oh well, damn, okay, yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit too late. Glorious Sons, <laughs> maybe post it earlier <laughs> yeah. than 15 minutes. Yeah. People have to travel to get to your shows. That was the craziness <laughs> of that time, though. It was like so everything was like up to the minute. You had no nobody idea had no what idea. What shit what was yeah, going nobody on, had you know? any idea what was happening. So, um, so yeah. And then I've been playing um, music, I guess, since I was like f- I started on bass guitar when I was thirteen, and then I switched over to guitar because I n- started. I was a singer, but also like songwriting was a big deal. I've like, and you can't. You can be a songwriter and a bass player, like, obviously, but I wanted to do, like, more solo stuff and started playing open mm-hmm. mics and all of that, um, and uh, I was like, guitar makes way more sense to learn. <laughs> because so. what you can't do is play solo acoustic shows with four strings. Yeah, yeah. as a bassist, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't really it's work. It's not as exciting. That's but a very <laughs> logical way to think about it, actually. But the reason that I started on bass is because um, me and two of my girlfriends growing up wanted to be, like, the girl Green Day. So, like, my one friend already had a drum set, the other one had guitar, and bass was what was left over. So I was like, cool, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, and then that never happened, uh, because neither, well, the guitarist kind of stuck with her instrument for a little bit, but the drummer was like for two months and then she was like, I'm over it. I'm going to join cheerleading. And I was like, cool. (laughs) That's a tough instrument to just set up a whole drum set for two months and then be over it. But I also feel like it's got the highest burnout rate because wait until you play one show and then you're like, I don't want to carry this shit. I'm playing bass. (laughs) Also, we were like 12 and 13 and her parents had money and got her whatever she wanted. So like, wasn't a big deal for them to like get a drum Uh, kid. And then it was like, oh, she's not interested. One of those children. Yeah, one of of those. Uh So she's a pharmacist now and living a nice life. Um, but, good for you know, her. Good for her. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, legal so drug dealer. <laughs> I played a, in a pop punk band in high school called the Regulars, 
and we would play like the all ages venues. Band Thank you. I came up with it. I don't know. Great band name. Yeah. Um, and that was me and another girl, and then uh, I was the primary like singer songwriter. But she like as we went on had a couple other songs she wrote and brought to the table, and then uh, my band turned spit. We started that in like the end of 2014, and that was like the most like professional like real band I've ever been in. Um, up in, in you know, for sure. Hoping to achieve that with like this as well, because Hi Ho is this iteration of it, um, and it's a really hard time to navigate live music. Um, but I'm hoping this is like my last like real real attempt at a career with music. Um, gonna try and give like two album cycles and see how we go but for sure you know yeah so so you have your full band picked out already you're set yeah yeah you're ready to hit the recording studio yeah we've been practicing like it's the same lineup as march 2020 you know sir well i mean i guess that would have been like november 2019 but is when like that formed um and we played a couple of shows before the pandemic but it was like one-offs and it was mostly my acoustic stuff that I had written years ago, we like made that full band and that w- just sounded like my old band turn spit. And this like new iteration of Hi Ho is like very different songwriting, new songs, like it's less verse chorus, verse chorus, like pop structure um, and mm-hmm. more like linear stuff and trying to like experiment with songwriting structures and still keeping things sounding interesting, which I think is cool, and I'm trying, you know, because um, I know I can write like a pop punk hit. I've done it a number of times in my life, yeah. and uh, challenge yourself a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I just want to do something different because it's like, you don't know. I'm yeah, it just doesn't. S- it's like fun to do that stuff, but I've already done it, and I guess mm-hmm. I'm not interested in just like rinse repeat kind of stuff, you know, with my music. So at what this point. what would you say is like your your biggest influence with this new? stuff you're writing like compared to you know you were talking about like the pop punk stuff and everything like that uh-huh. where where are you kind of drawing inspiration from with this different side of what you're doing yeah well one of the things that i'm trying to do is like it used to be like oh here's jillian's solo project and here's jillian's like band and i want to try and like marry the like singer songwriter soft stuff with like the heavier like you know more For academic sure. shit so on like the softer stuff and people who I think have like done a good job, um, I got into Phoebe Bridgers a few years ago and that was like She's a awesome. big deal. She is awesome. She's blown up. I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's insane. I'm like it's been amazing watching her trajectory. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I started listening to her a few years ago and that was like, oh, I really I don't know. I thought she like did I used to think like you had to be tough. I spent a lot of my, here's what, let me back up and say, I spent a lot of my life trying to sound like a man because I was like, boys do this and I need to sound like a boy if I'm going to succeed in this space. Especially like that hardcore punk rock. Yeah. So, and one of the things that I kind of like came to, I don't know, realize over time and as I started listening to different artists, like, I was like, Phoebe Bridgers is like a sad girl and I'm a sad girl, but I keep trying to put on this like Chuck Reagan thing. And I Mm -hmm. love Chuck Reagan, like for life, you know what I mean? He's amazing. But um, there's so much power in just like being who you are in a space instead of trying to like mold it. So um, like people like Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, um, who are 
really like soft singer songwriters. For sure. And then also I can scream and stuff and like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. bring the grit. Um, and so it's like navigating how to like artfully and like interestingly kind of blend those two blend, worlds. Yeah, yeah those yeah, elements. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of like in the full band stuff. Um, it's a lot of like, you know, dynamics of like swelling into like big anthemic endings or a big chorus at the end. Um, and like a lot of songs or like two or three songs start off where it's like just me on my own and then everybody like comes in. Okay. Very um, cool. So it's like lots of builds and, you know, like building tension and releasing it and, um, Melody is like a big deal for me, so you know, I don't know. The as far as other bands, I guess that I listen to. I don't know if you know Gleamer. That yeah. sounds familiar. Gleamer, no. They put out a record in 2020, um, and that was the closest thing I had ever heard to like what I'm trying to do. They kind of like are a little. I don't. I'm not like super into like Midwest emo-y stuff, but they have a little bit of that influence with like shoegaze and also There's like a lot of Midwest emo-y stuff. Yeah. It, it, and it's like, I just am not a noodly boy, you know, or girl or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't like super love a lot of that stuff, but um, I like the new teenage wrist. If you've listened to that, uh, I don't know. Just like alternative. Yeah, for sure. Almost like, I think there's like a resurgence of like grunge kind of stuff coming back up, I think and that is like kind of what I'm doing. I feel like I'm in yeah, that camp, yeah, 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 because it's not like straight punk, it's not like emo, but it like has like elements of a yeah, yeah, and it's too. like yeah, and we play in a, f a full step down, so it's like oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. It, it is not like nice. yeah, twinkly sounding, <laughs> you know. I think it's really interesting though that you bring that up because there does seem to be a scene of that that's kind of coming back and like, but there's scenes from like a whole bunch of different time periods of music that seem to be coming back. Mm -hmm. Like you have like, there's that kind of blues rock revival For that sure, started like a few years ago. Whatever, yeah. Like Jason um, Isbell kind of. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have that, that kind of like Jason Isbell kind of stuff. Um, and then you have, like, even, like, with country, you have guys starting to do, like, outlaw country again, like yeah. old school Johnny Cash and mm -hmm. Waylon Jennings and that kind of stuff. And it's, like, it's just weird because all of this music is kind of underground right now and kind of not at the forefront of yeah, the genres people's like, thoughts. But it's, like, yeah. like it's crazy because there's just 15 different genres being revived that nobody's talking about. Well, know? it's, like, <laughs> as people who... Uh, you, you like pay attention to music and music is like what you like live yeah. and breathe. You're like, and I'll even say like, you know, there are certain genres I have my like, what do we, what do we say? You've got your pulse finger on the pulse. Is that the phrase? I think so. Yeah. I don't know what I it's don't know. reference like, to, but like sure. It sounds right. <laughs> like you, you know, like what is coming up. Oh, and for sure. And like for sure. It like in those subsets, but yeah. Um, yeah, and I also think there's kind of low key like a women playing guitars coming back around in in vogue, Definitely. and I would love to be a part of you know <laughs> that being a thing. <laughs> Definitely, because um, I've been doing it for a long time. When it has before it was been. cool. I mean, you know, before it was cool, trendsetter. <laughs> kind of. I mean, well, that's <laughs> the interesting thing about like right now because it's there's so many awesome like young artists like girls who are coming out and like doing 
like rock and roll and, and mm-hmm. sad, soft, sure. sad girl yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's way more women like independently making music in the space than there ever has been. But um, actually talked to, I don't know, if, what kind of music do you guys listen to? I guess. Everything. Everything? So um, I get guitar lessons on and off from Erica from Reviver. They were like a punk band from Olympia, Washington. And okay. very much like... Um, DIY till death kind of situation. <laughs> um, and Erica's like, I want to say in her, like maybe in her late thirties or so. And she was just, we talk a lot about how um, if you're like a woman in pop punk in any like trajectory of your music career, it's like you had to, when you were coming up, you had to like mold to like fit in with even just like the way that you speak around like mm. guys in bands. Um, and it's like you've shape shifted to fit there. And now the like younger crop of girls who are like playing music are like, we're not going to do any of that. And it's like, that's awesome. But that wasn't an option. Like when I was like, you know what I mean? Like you kind of had to like use I don't know, like, not even... It's no, you had, you had to try and mold to, like, yourself to fit in with the yeah, the crowd of people you were with. Yeah, and, which, like, being... Uh, it's, like, also, you don't want to be the only girl on the lineup and then fuck up on guitar and be like, that's why women can't play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, like, a massive pressure. Like, I actually... Um, so, in my high school band, uh, the other girl, Sam, was the lead guitarist, and I was rhythm, and I was, like... I would play like little leads and stuff because I love like writing riffs and all that. But I was, I like have never soloed on a stage because I was like too afraid to like Mm -hmm. mess up Mm -hmm. and have it be a thing where it's like, oh, well, she's not good at that. And I'm like betraying my entire gender because I made a mistake on stage, which (laughs) doesn't happen the other way around. You know what I mean? Like it was just like this immense pressure. pressure. Yeah. That like, it's it's awesome to see that being lifted. Um, yeah. But then it's like, yeah, so I'm having kind of like this like unlearning of what I should do with what I like want to do and like what is within me, I guess, if that makes sense, like artistically and Definitely. how I like move and navigate through. And social media has made like a huge difference in yeah. how we like do it too, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. Well, I think it's interesting that you bring up um, – kind of the way things used to be where you're like, okay, I got to figure out how to fit in and stuff like that. Cause it's, it seems like, um, like, you know, when we played in bands back in the day and stuff, it was like, like, yeah, you were like nervous. You're like, I can't screw up in front of these guys where it's like, now I feel like, you know, some of the bands that we hang around with and everything, everyone is like so unbelievably supportive of each other. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. like groups in the same scene are like all looking out for each other and like, mm-hmm. okay, d- d- you had a bad set, whatever, shake it off. Kind of like, but it's, I remember it being completely different. And I don't know if because we played thrash metal in the suburbs. So I don't know if it was like, yeah, like I don't know if that was just like the, it was not a great scene to be involved with. But there was a couple bands that we played a couple shows with. And it, it just kind of what didn't seem like, like what we're seeing now in today's age as mm-hmm. far as the bands that we've gotten to know in Chicago and everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, I th- we were also like the outside band because it's like thrash metal and you have a bunch of these guys playing like Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff. So we were like the other band. Gotcha. People were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of these things is not like the others. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and then I was never into like the heavier music. So they would be writing like Slayer type stuff. And I was always like, 
oh, metal, like Sabbath. So I was writing like these, because I was playing bass in that band. Yeah. And I would like write these like really melodic bass lines and they'd be like, this doesn't really fit. And I'm like, well, fuck you guys. You, <laughs> don't wanna, you guys don't want to play my songs. Like, <laughs> But yeah, fun times. Yeah. That was Except for that ago. one dude that wore leather everything. Remember that guy? We played the one show at Penny Road. And he showed up wearing leather pants with a leather vest and a leather cowboy hat, and they were all connected by chains. <gasps> <laughs> wow! You don't remember he was that, dude? That was weird not there. sex stuff. Yes, you were. <laughs> we were in the same band, Mike. You absolutely were there. And there was there was no yes. leather cowboy man. The chains. Wow. Yeah, so he, he was like five foot four, dude. <laughs> like I am telling you, the we God's three honest specific bands. No, 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 cowboy yeah. leather. This is a different because the show got canceled. That's the time we did the basement show. We never even went into Penny Road Pub. They just kicked us out. I know, the basement but that was the time. That's, this guy was standing outside talking to us. He was playing guitar in some band, and then he didn't end up going to the show. Like, I, don't, I don't think I was it, talking to that guy. I think I saw the all leather, and I was like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, probably. Yeah, walked away. But I was like, I got to see what this guy's deal was. He was wearing like a Dimebag Daryl t-shirt. What was like his deal? Everything else was, I have no idea. I stopped talking to him immediately. He was a creep. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, valid. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember that guy. We literally drove there together and got out of the car at the same time, and he was, like, standing next to my car. I, I don't I think I just put him out of my mind because he was wearing all leather. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, He's I'm repressing good. the That's, the, that's yeah, the, the key yeah. here is, like, I'm yeah. Good. I'm, I'm kind of nervous to hear to play, like, this is supposed to be our first show, and then this guy shows up, and I'm like, I got more things to deal with than some fucking yeah. guy He's all like, leather. All you're hearing is chains are rattling as he walks through the parking lot. He's not going to make you zen for your performance. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> I don't no. Not at all. <laughs> Well, a fun thing kind of related to, like, I don't know, the gender stuff that we're playing a show tonight, and Doug, who went tall Doug, is the only man on the lineup. And that's, I asked him, I was like, has this ever happened to you before? And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, welcome <laughs> to my world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that's, like, cute and fun and nice, and I'm stoked. Like, that's, I don't know, I'm, like, that's interested sick, to, like, yeah. hear about, I mean, he probably won't care because... Whatever, but because he's Doug, yes, yeah, it's but But um, no, I mean, like that didn't happen very often. Like that For doesn't sure. happen very often still. But it's we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can even see it just like flipping through Instagram. I was like, oh, another Epiphone artist and some girl that's like shredding, like shredding, like, like that, like neo shred stuff, like mm -hmm. just like anything. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm waiting for Mike to interject because this is way more his realm of music than mine. So. Oh. Oh. Well, um, I don't like question. that you guys just made the same noise and judged me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make a noise. I no, no, no. You, you two just judged me hard because <laughs> oh, no. you both were like, oh. <laughs> This isn't your type of music. Well, it's funny because yeah, you're one of those I just don't people. Know. Like, what do you? I don't know who listens to what. Usually, well, Mike's the one that's singled out because Dylan and I just compared our Spotify wrapped up thing. Uh -huh. It was almost identical. Yeah, the top oh, artists really? were the same. Yeah, who, much. who was your top? Let's talk about okay. that. Okay, okay, let's fun. talk Spotify wrapped. Yeah. So, so my top was Shaky Graves, Nathaniel okay. Rateliff, oh, okay. Benjamin Todd, yeah, Black Pistol Fire, and the Lumineers. Okay. And then where's Christians? Hold on. It's over here. Are you going to the group text or are you saving the... I had them saved because I posted okay. them. But 
Hold on. Where is Christians? Where is our group text? There it is. Hold on. Let me find this. Why did you send me a South Park meme? I wanted to sing at me. No, it, you can have it sing at you. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then Christians was Shaky Graves, Black Pistol Fire, The Black Keys, The Lumineers, and Dan Arbuck. Wow. So okay. we were we're the same person. So, Except, you guys, um, so your top genre, can I was it a um what do we call Americana or like folk something? What do they Mine was uh hipsters are where being No, cats. mine was like <laughs> Stomp and Holler or something stomp weird. Yeah, and stomp and Holler always pops up on mine. I don't okay. know what is Stomp and Holler. No one knows. The stuff you listen to, I guess. Is I that guess. Shaky Graves? <laughs> Well, the funny thing is Dylan posted, like, oh, yeah, I'm Shaky Graves' biggest fan. I'm in the top 1%, and then here I come. 0.5. Per- 0.1%. 0.05. 0.05. Okay, but it's Very not nice. it's not admissible because he, he works <laughs> oh, in I gotta defend a myself. vault I gotta defend and myself. literally lets the music just play in the background. Okay? What, do you bullshit. go home, turn everything off, sit in a quiet room and listen to music and do nothing else? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. on your album, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it's on vinyl, so it doesn't count towards my Spotify playlist. Yeah, but we can't measure that, so don't yeah. be still a bigger yes, fan. Yes, we can, because I have a bigger vinyl collection than both of you, so <laughs> I win. No, <laughs> what was no we were uh, trying to spam Shaky Graves, so we could yeah, we were come on our show. Well. It didn't work. It didn't work at all, no. One day. One day. Um, yeah, my top Unfortunately, he probably gets a thousand notifications. Stop interrupting her! <laughs> Mike, you're off the podcast. Mike's off the podcast. We're muting his mic right now. <laughs> so anyway, who's your top? Yeah, my top is uh, Julian Baker. She put out a phenomenal record this year, um, and it was her like first. Full, it was actually her first full band album that she's done because she's done like solo stuff primarily. Um, and she's like, I would love to work with her. Um, that's like a dream thing. Um, and then Laura Stevenson, who's another like very beautiful vocals um singer songwriter from new york and then teenage wrist is um i don't know they're like they're kind of <laughs> like that neo grungy like a little mm-hmm. bit of shoegazy and then phoebe bridgers and then manchester orchestra who also put out a really good record this year i never really listened to them before but their album came on like their single popped up and i listened and it was great and then i kept going so yeah and then my like top song was a julian baker song about um Drinking too much, <laughs> and it was really cute. One of the songs you recorded with us, right? It's drinking and uh, alcohol and yeah. time. And alcohol and time. Yeah. So actually, fun fact: Laura Stevenson was like the second artist on there. Um, alcohol and time was the first song that I wrote after like a very long drought uh, of songwriting. That was like I wrote that in September of 2020. So like the pandemic hit, and I was like, goodbye. <laughs> music goodbye songwriting i like played my guitar maybe like two times in like six months you know it was like it died in me really it was rough yeah it was a hard early pandemic for me personally um so i like lost my relationship with the instrument entirely and that was like it's happened before like when my band turn spit ended i was like needed a break and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so I heard this song called Living Room New York by Laura Stevenson for the first time in September of last year. And it was one of those songs where you like play it 200 times on repeat, like for days on end, you know? You're just like, how? 
did this. This is a masterpiece. You know what I mean? So how is that not your number one on Spotify then? Well, that was in 2020. Oh, so yeah. It was yeah, a different yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so I think it, it wasn't my number one, I think, but because it was like at the end mm-hmm. of the year that I heard it. But it was, yeah, it was at the top of the list for sure. Um, but I heard that song and I tried to learn it. Um, and I couldn't like, I actually like had not finger picked at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like started taking guitar lessons to finger pick and now I can do it. Um, so that's neat, but I started like messing around with it. And then when I couldn't like figure out, figure out the pattern, the finger picking pattern, um, I started to just mess around and alcohol and time like came out of me. And that was the first song I had written in a really long time. And it like sparked this whole like next iteration of, um, of hi ho kind of like the next set of songs. And then I've written, I probably wrote like more songs in that six month period than I had in like the two to three years combined before. So it was like this rebirth that happened for me. Awesome. Um, so yeah, go listen to Living Room New York by Laura Stevenson. <laughs> it's a good one. Put it on the list. And then listen to Alcohol and Time and be like, nice, you ripped it off pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're different. Figured they're very out. different. But um <laughs> it was like the capo was at the spot. It started on a C and then I just kinda like, you know, went from there. But mm-hmm. yeah. So that song's cool and uh one of the things that especially during the pandemic I've been like investigating within myself is like my relationship to alcohol so I like drink but I just took like a month off and like trying not I was like you know when it was like oh two-week vacation because uh, I worked at you know in the service industry yeah so it was like we're closing down the bars for two weeks and I was like sick let's get fucked up every night and uh then it was like oh two more weeks and then it was like another month you remember know? when they told us this is going to be two weeks yeah. <laughs> Two so, years later. I mean, really, oh, that was a typo. I'm sorry, I'm guys. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I mean, like, so I, I was like, started drinking like heavily for a period of time, like, and blacking out like a couple times a week in my apartment. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. We've got some eyes going here. <laughs> yeah. But it's real. And like, I finally had to like snap out of it because it's like, you know, it was like, what is going on? Like, I need to stop doing that. And like, I'm miserable, <laughs> you know? So, and yeah. I had some other like, Im- like personal shit going on. So it's like that coping mechanism is not serving you. So, that song kind of like the opening line is like alcohol and time culprits of the disfiguration of my mind or whatever. It's like, you know, we lose our memories like, cause we can't remember just because the time has passed. And like, also I yeah. can't, rem- I literally blacked out and don't remember like getting home or all of what I said to somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to like be living my life anymore and not remembering it or having like, a reason like that to like not remember i guess for sure yeah because then um, you wake up the next day and live off of like reactions rather than yeah. proactively yeah. like oh i know I, this isn't a good idea Whatever. yeah so yeah and uh so i've been like trying to like look at stuff like that and also like body stuff um like i don't know having like a healthier relationship to like the way that I look and like not looking in the mirror and like hating what I see. And I never had like super duper severe, bad battle with that. Like I never had an eating disorder or anything, Mm -hmm. but um, I could be really cruel to myself some days, you know, just like, and I'm a relatively like 
slender person and I would just like look at myself and be like, you don't deserve love today. Just a <laughs> reminder, you know, like it's funny. I'm saying it funny, but it was like, I have battled that like yeah, my yeah, entire yeah. life, you know? So trying to like that song is like looking at alcohol and it's looking at the way that it's like trying to see myself the way that someone who is in love with me sees me when we're like, you know, when I'm asleep and they're like, you know, I can't believe my luck kind of thing. And then I'm like sitting there like thinking that I don't deserve to like be happy today because I had like too much to eat the night before. And it's like, hi, why don't you like chill the fuck out a little bit? Like that doesn't matter. (laughs) And like enjoy the sensory experience of taste and smell. Like while you're here in this like body, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think on like my new songwriting stuff, it's previously a lot of heartbreak. Um, yeah, it's, I've dealt with lots of like, I don't know. The songwriting has mostly been like a, some sort of loss or heartache or whatever. And then, um, I'm trying to branch out from that and like be a little bit more personal with like internal stuff, not just like this person broke my heart and here I am like picking up the pieces. Yeah. More introspective, more like, yeah. Yeah. Positivity, uplifting. Kind of. Um, one of the things actually on my Spotify wrapped, you know how it, it tells you your aura yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine okay. was way off. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know what auras are, so. Well, my two, it says my top two music moods are wistful and yearning. And I was like, that makes total sense for me. And, like, for, I feel like the music that I write and feel connected to, it's, like, always this sense of, like, it's, it's either, like, either, like, this nostalgia or, like, feeling, like, hopeful for the future or like if there's a struggle and it's really hard and you're really honest about it but like there's still a glimmer of hope in front you know so yours was pretty spot on yeah i felt so <laughs> mine was happiness and uh melancholy melancholy so that's how do those word both I work in the same right? thing that's what everyone else says yeah, yeah. mine I, said yeah mine was like chill and happy and i was like the happy doesn't add up i know yeah. I, f- I know one of mine was uplifting but other th- i don't forget huh. what the other mood was from the dip Probably. Yeah, Maybe. from the dip. You but listen I also, to too much I, of the dip. Mike. Well, I also love, like, because it Mark was like. Tremonti is a guitar player, but the songwriting that he does solo and then with Alter Bridge, a lot of it is like self reflection, but it's always like really positive in the sense of like, this is what I'm doing to get out of that situation. So I always like yeah. that because it's like well, a Well, I mean, think deal. about his first band, though. Like when he was in Creed. Yeah. Like, that's the happiest, like. <laughs> It well, like well yeah, Scott Stapp all time. was Scott, Scott, heavy band of yeah. all time. That's Scott Stapp was very, very low on himself, but like Alter Bridge specifically is like they're always like, "There's a problem that I have, but these are the things that I'm doing to make it better." Yeah, it's like I overcoming. Think so I like it because it's it's different. Like always, people are like poor me or I have a bad time. They're like, "I'm at a bad time. I'm trying to do something about yeah, it." Yeah, and I feel like that's something re- I try to be really intentional with, um, as a person, and also like in my songwriting is that like. I'll share a struggle that I have, but also, like, not in a way that's, like, oh, look at me. Everything's unfair to me. It's, like, Mm -hmm. I have the tools to move through it or, like, here's a silver lining or whatever. And I'm, like, that is interesting to me to hear about from other people. I think that's how we, like, have rooted real connections is when we, like, share our struggles and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, try and, like, find meaning um, in things that are hard and the, like really valuing the lessons that you get out of, you know, difficult experiences. And, um, that's kind of 
yeah, wistful and yearning. I feel like <laughs> fit that kind of. It came full circle. Yeah, I think that <laughs> um, like works, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that like Mike, you bring that up with like Alter Bridge too. Is like it's like um, like yeah, and yeah, the yearning like almost like it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. And um, we well, you know, Benjamin Todd was on my list, and he was in a band called Lost Dog Street Band, and it's like the most depressing music mm-hmm. ever. And like even some of his solo stuff is super depressing, but it's more like depressing. More, it's more depressing, it's more. but there's there's almost this like hopefulness to it, and it's it's interesting because he did an interview and he was talking about you know, um, he had a friend battling depression, and it just kind of like hit him one day that he's like, my songs have meaning. Like people take what I'm singing to heart. Yeah, and there's you know a way out of where they're feeling, and it's not necessarily. It doesn't have to be like. This song is sad, and I'm going to make it more sad. And then the next song is also going to be sad. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah, it's, it's still not happy music, but it's it's got a little bit more of that, like, hopeful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like, too, and this, not everybody, like, I don't think every artist has to have this opinion. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to put something out there that is, like, a bummer, I feel almost like a little bit of a responsibility to be, like, but it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. And that's one of, I mean, my favorite, like, conversations I ever have with people is, like, people who have had a struggle and I've, like, my you're, like, my song got them through. Oh, my God. My song got them through that. Or, like, they share their experience of, like, experiencing the music in those mm-hmm. times. And that's, Absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah. Some people even write it just to, like, get it out. To help them in some way. That's, yeah. I know a lot yeah. of... It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of the yeah. grunge artists and stuff. It's very sad and depressing and even, like, yeah. a very specific one is, like, Lane Staley and Alice in Chains. Like, a lot of his songs are, like, they're pretty dark. If you look into the lyrics, yeah. the song's, like, pretty heavy and it doesn't have, like, a sad undertone. But, like, you listen to the lyrics, you're like, this is bad. He's like, some, working yeah. some serious shit out. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not happy. Like, mm-hmm. Junkhead is literally just him being a junkie, like, heroin and stuff. Like, yeah. the song's called Junkhead. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah real subtle yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you guys gonna do with your books and degrees to figure out what's on in my head it's one of the lyrics it's pretty crazy hmm. say it one more time i believe it's uh it's like you're gonna try to use your books and degrees to figure out what's going on in my head oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah we give that snaps yeah, this this interview has turned real dark. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I know you guys got to run to get to your show on time. Thank you so much for coming out and recording with us, sharing yeah. some music with us, sitting down and talking nonsense with us. Um, <laughs> it has been a blast. Uh, let the fine people who listen to this show know where they can find you on social media yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um. So it's hi ho dot jillian with a g or jillian i guess it's not jillian with a g it's hi ho dot jillian jillian is spelled with a g um (laughs) and then i also have a little patreon that i'm trying to get going uh you can find that also through the instagram what's on the patreon just so they know yeah i do like um honestly like it's a lot of voice memos like little demos that i record of um you know, and I also went on, we should have talked about this. I went on a three week long solo road trip at the beginning of the summer and that was awesome. And I took a bunch of like videos of me, like I did a song in the Badlands and, um, yeah, so it was really cool. (laughs) Um, so there's like some road trip content there and that's super cool. Yeah. Just like behind the scenes of like 
me trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. the adventure with me. Yeah, totally. Nice. So. Anywhere else that they um, find I'm you? Spotify, Bandcamp. Merchies are on Bandcamp. You can get cute shirts Sick. and stuff. And nice. a cute sweatshirt and, you know, all that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so, yeah, obviously everything will be linked in the episode description. If you haven't already... Um, subscribe to our new friend. Go go follow them, you know? Do all that stuff. <laughs> and then if you haven't already, subscribe, follow, review, rate us, because uh, we need it, you know? It's a lot of things they have to do. It is a lot of things they have to do. You know what? It's only but we're counting clicks. on you, okay? All good work. The it's fate good of work. this show <laughs> rests in your hands. Less than a pound of pressure to click on a mouse. Yeah. Less than a pound. That's a great way to put it. It's not that much effort. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. that much effort. It should also be Minimal much effort. less than a pound. Also, oh. who uses a mouse anymore? Am I right? Yeah, right? Okay. Nerds. No. Um, wait, this episode is going to come out like the day before Christmas Eve, isn't it? I don't know. Well. Check the calendar real quick. If so. Quick maths. Quick maths. We can cut this out. If this episode came out right before Christmas. 23rd. Yep, yeah, there we go. That would be the day before Christmas Eve. I was right. Look at me knowing the schedule audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. Have a happy and safe Christmas time. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, <laughs> I don't know. Well, just enjoy some new music. and <laughs> Listen to Jillian. And listen to Jillian. Thanks, guys. I think little baby Jeebuses would approve. Jeebuses? Jeebus. <laughs> little baby Jeebus would approve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> this is my project, Taiho, and this is a cover of Glycerine by Bush. Must be your skin I'm sinking in. Must be for real. It's now I feel out in mind. It's not my kind. It's not my time to wonder why everything's on now you're here now you're away I'm the one who's remember that I'll never forget where you're at don't let the days go by glycerine glycerine
It's called Alcohol in Time.
string. I felt 